Praise the Lord. Anybody happy tonight? That was kind of quiet. Let me say again. Anybody happy? Tonight. If you came tonight to receive, you don't have to go away disappointed. Because God does not change. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Lord God that don't change. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm so glad to be here. I, I was supposed to be here in April, and I got as far as New York, and I had to go back home, and there was a problem with the passport. You know, the government does what they want to do, and I'm not going on get on that, but anyway, the Lord is is still doing great things all over the world. I, I was blessed to be able to go to my 211 country, and I praise the Lord for that. I praise him because he is alive. I said, I'm praising him tonight because he is alive, and there's nothing that our God cannot do. <coughs> If we depend upon him, I said, if we depend upon him, and you, if you will, remember to pray for me tonight with my voice. Uh, I took a, a problem when I had the COVID. Most of you, if you had the COVID, you had the coughing, coughing, coughing. Now, I ain't talking about the coughing that you lay down in. I'm talking about the other coughing. <laughs> but anyway, I just, uh, sometimes I, I have a, of start out with coughing and then I, I get better. I'm looking for getting better. <laughs> Glory to God. But I, I am so excited about being here and uh, being uh, able to carry and give you the Word of God. If you will turn with me tonight in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24 says, know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain. So run that you may obtain. I want to tell you tonight, I'm not stopping. People ask me all the time, well, you, aren't you getting too old? Well, I, I, I'm not too old. I'd be 77. I don't think it's too old. I sure ain't quitting. But I hear people, you know, they'll say, I think the Lord wants you to slow down. I say, well, that ain't the message he gives me. And if you're trying to get me to slow down, you need, you need to get a refreshing of the Holy Ghost. But, you know, the Christian walk is like a race. You know, if you're going to go out and, and do a running, you're not going to drag around. And I believe that in this hour that God is raising up men, women, boys, and girls all over the world to get into this race. I got a friend of mine that she's 96, and she's still running the race. 
Her family has tried to get her to stop. They tried to get her to slow down. But she just tells them, I'm running. I'm running the race. And you know, so many times the, the enemy will come to you with all kind of sickness and all kind of doubt and despair, fear, all types of fear. You know, the pastor was talking about uh, millions. I, I told the boy beside me, I said, trillions. You know, what you, uh, what you give to God, you don't never lose. I said, you don't never lose. And uh, I won't never forget about how great God has been in my life to take care of me. You know, when I started out 60-something years ago, I started out with a pair of pants, a shirt, no underwear, no socks, just shoes. But I started out to go to the top of the hill called Mount Zion. I'm not a quitter. But you know, it was so unusual to try to learn the way of the Lord. But you know what? When we learn to sit at the feet of Jesus, when we learn that we're not in this for ourselves or for our own gain, but we're in this for the kingdom's sake. You know, it's a lot of hours to fly from, the, from Florida where I started out. And, you know, when you get a certain age, it seems like sometimes you get up and go, has tried to get up and go and went. <laughs> but you can't give in to fear. You cannot give in to despair. But you got to just keep going and keep running this race that is set before us. I must tell you tonight, church, that there is a prize that we can gain by running this race. I don't know about you tonight, but I've had a lot of my friends that have finished the race, have finished the course, and to receive the prize, hallelujah, of not giving in and not giving up. But I'm going to tell you something tonight, church, that God is going to have somebody. I said God is going to have somebody that would dare to say, God, I don't know what the other person is going to do, but God, I know what I'm going to do. I dare to trust you. I dare to trust you, God, because you are my everything. You see, tonight we are, are either in this or we are, are looking on it. Church, I don't want to sit around and let somebody else do my job. I had somebody to tell me the other day, said, you know, I'd like to be a missionary if I could choose where I, I want to go. Did you know at my age, I still sometimes sleep on the ground. At my age, sometimes I've still had to eat dog and, and cat and a few other things. But I'm going to tell you something tonight, church, uh, that I'm not in this thing to stop today. I'm not in this thing to give up, uh, but I'm in this thing to run this race uh, that is set before me. Hallelujah. You know, we're not worthy of what God has bestowed upon us. You know, I never, never dreamed that I would travel by air over six million miles uh, to, to work for the Lord. That is just airplane, not train, not car. 
But you know what? When God chooses us and God says go, he gives us power to go. He gives us strength to go. He gives us everything. He is our supplier. He is our provider. You know, Pastor Yago was talking about uh, sowing the seed. I've been telling people all over the country, you need to name your seed. If you want to harvest, you need to name your seed. I want to tell you something, church, tonight. It is so important where you sow your seed. If you want to harvest, you need to be sowed where there's something being accomplished by the kingdom's sake. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, uh, it's not all fun. It's not all a game. It's not a game to start with. I'm telling you tonight, church, that we're working for eternity. I said we're daring to work for eternity. You know why? Because God has chosen you. God has chosen man. God has chosen woman that we would dare to go, that we would dare to give up everything, no matter what we had to face, no matter what we had to go through, that God is God, and he'll always, he'll always be God. Hallelujah. He, he don't change, church. You know, sometimes people change. When they can get everything out of you and they, they finish you, they go to the next one. I'm sorry to say that, but it's the truth. I said we, we get all we can get out of that one, then we move on to somebody else. But I'm going to tell you what, after a while, you run out. But when you dare to trust God, I said when you're like a shame, when you dare to trust God, when you know that God is your help, that God will sustain you, I want to tell you, you can do anything. You know, even in, in the fact of things that's going on in the world, we've had over 2,000 that have been saved just this year. Last year with the COVID going on, we had over 5,000 that gave their heart to the Lord. I want to say to you, church, that it's not about you. It's not about somebody else, but it's about Jesus. I said, it's about Jesus. And I tell people, you know, I can't pay Jesus back for what he's done for me. You're looking at an old man that's been walking for many years that could not walk. I sat in a wheelchair till I was 16 years old with bone cancer and polio with a body like this. But I want to make a shame. I want to tell you something tonight that Jesus come along. I said, Jesus came along and he touched my body. I said, he touched my body and he made me. Jesus. Hallelujah. You know what's amazing about God is he can make the lame to walk. I said he can make the blind see. He can make the deaf. Amen. They can make them hear. You know why? Because he is the miracle worker. He is the miracle worker. You see, he don't change. I don't know about y'all, but church, I love that Holy Ghost stuff. I said, I love that Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, so I was talking this morning about, you know, God don't care where you at. Just make yourself usable. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the airplane. 
you know, and the flight attendant, she said to me, I want to talk to you. You say, Bishop, why you got that shirt on? Because I want to. I like it. I'm a royal priest. I didn't say I was Catholic, but I was raised that, that way. And I'm not fighting some denomination because I know Jesus is Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, she said, when I finished serving here, said, I want you to come up in the galley. I want to talk to you. Church, I don't care where you are. You need to be a witness. I said, you need to be a witness. And you can't be a witness if you don't have the power of the Holy Ghost like you need to have. You know, we're so scared of the Holy Ghost. But I'll tell you what, church, we couldn't make it without the Holy Ghost. That Holy Ghost, my God, it's what keeps you going. She said, my husband died. I got little children. And she said, can you tell me what church to go to? Well, we went on with the subject. And finally, she, I told her, I said, are you saved? She said, no, she wasn't saved. So anyway, the, the Lord helped me to lead her right on into the throne. She said, you mean to tell me that I can get saved up here? I said, you're just closer than you was down on the ground. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But the tears run down her face, and she gave her heart to the Lord, 30-something thousand feet up in the sky. Then the pilot come out, and while I was in the midst of praying, he said, I know exactly what y'all doing. Well, it kind of shook me up because Back in that time, uh, every little thing about religion was people got sued. And, uh, but anyway, he said, I'm going into the toilet and I'll be back out. Well, he come back out and he had almost the same story. But it was his wife that died and left the little children. But they wanted to go to a church. And he asked me what kind of church. Well, he ended up giving his heart to Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. Church, what I'm trying to tell you tonight, you're in this race. I said, you're in this race. You're not in this race to be the president. You're not in this race to be some uh, big, great official. But you're in this race to be a Holy Ghost. Yeah. To be a Holy Ghost carrier. Hallelujah. You see, to... Tonight, church, we are, are carriers of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Don't look at me like I'm just a, a little gnat. I ain't no gnat. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, I don't care where you at. Jesus wants you to talk about him. But we so ashamed. You know, we so ashamed. We don't want nothing about Jesus. Glory to God. Sometimes I go into these big old stores. And when I get in, I say, glory, hallelujah. People look at you strange. You can cuss. I can bless. I said, I can bless. And uh, anyway, uh, I, I was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And I told the pastor, I got to go in this supermarket. Church, you don't never know what God is up to. And if you don't walk with him, you won't never know. And I went in that store, and I don't know why, I, what I was in up, and I wanted to purchase. I don't know why I went ahead and paid for my, per my, my merchandise. But I just stood there like a dummy. 
And sometimes you look like a dummy because sometimes things are strange. It's not fitting the normal. I don't want to be normal. Church, I don't want to be normal because I'm running this race. I'm going to win. I'm not going to be no loser. Well, anyway, this lady said to me, are you Christian? Are you a preacher? I said, I'm a Christian. She said, do you pray for people? Now, don't ask me to pray for you. You think I won't? I'll pray for you in a half a dollar. <laughs> well, anyway, I said, yeah, I'll pray for you. I just popped my hand on her head. She fell out right there in the supermarket. She fell out in the floor. Well, the other, other lady was there, and that's why I was, the, uh, you know, crazy. I'm standing there after I'm paid, but I had a work to do. You see, we get ahead of God. We got to have everything lined out just so-so. But God don't work that way. God don't go by your plan. He go by his plan. So the other lady, she said, uh, can you pray for me? Well, sure I can. That's what my service is, is to pray and let God do something to you. Well, I went to put my hand up on her head, and she fell in the floor. And I thought, oh, my God, they're going to get me. <laughs> well, here's the cashier. And you know, behind the cashier, there's a separation, like a wall, and then the other cashier. She said, well, we ain't supposed to, but I need prayer desperately. Can you pray for me? Well, I went to put my hand out on her. She knocked the side wet wall down and laid. I said, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Glory to God. You know what? I, I, all, all of a sudden, uh, I felt revival. <laughs> you see, God is, is using people in the unusual way. You know, used to, we could just plan out and plan out and plan out. Oh, I got to do it this way. I got to do it that way. That's why don't nothing happen because you got to do it your way. Quit doing it your way. Do it God's way. Hallelujah. I know, I know people, you know, they'll look kind of down at you. Let them look. They'll, let them get look. They might go blind looking. <laughs> one old lady said to me one time, she said, uh, I don't like all that hollering. I said, well, put some cotton in your ear because I ain't changing. Y'all ever, ever been in a service where people just uh, texting, texting? Now, I don't care if you're a doctor or a nurse, but don't be texting on my time. So I told, walked up to this lady that traveled over a thousand miles and I said, put your phone up. She said, don't tell me what to do. I said, I'm telling you. She said, well, be sweet. I'm, I said, I am sweet. Give me a kiss. She said, well, I don't like to leave my phone off. I said, I don't care about your phone being on, but quit texting. She said, it might be important. I looked at it. I said, give me your phone. Let me just look at it. She was playing games. I said, I was being nice. I said, sister, uh, don't be playing no game on my time. She said, you're a rough one. But you know what? Church, things that you go through, they mold you and they shape you. But you know what? 
we, we're so spoiled. I said, most of us are so spoiled. We get everything. We get everything we want. And I'm one of the worst ones. I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled, period. I'm spoiled from this top of this hair, and it ain't from Taiwan. I'm so spoiled because Jesus is my everything. Sometimes, uh, uh, Pastor, I, I get uh, kind of uh, leery because he does too much sometimes. I don't even have to ask him. He just does it. And I said to him one day, I said, Jesus, you're just going to have to let up. You, I, I ain't got no word to put nothing else. You done blessed me so much. He said, you know why I bless you? Because you bless people. Because you bless people everywhere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Church, right in the midst of the COVID system, I told God, I said, God, before I die, before you take me, I want a, another Lincoln. Well, it's sitting at the airport. A beautiful white pearl Lincoln. And people said, you didn't need it. I said, you didn't need to say that either. <laughs> you don't know what I need. And the thing about it is, you know, people said, God gave me a car. Well, he did me too, but I'm paying for it. They said, well, that don't make sense. Well, sure it does. He supplies my need. I get in that cart and I, I tell it to crank. Here it goes. It makes an old man feel good. But you see, church, I started. People don't know where you start. And they don't care. Most of them don't care what you went through to get where you at. And I don't care whether you smile at me or not. It don't matter. Church, I hitchhiked, I hitchhiked for several years, stood on the side of the road and hitchhiked to go across the United States to preach the gospel. And I'm thankful that God gave me the strength to do it and that God protected me. Nobody never, nobody never even tried close to bother me. And then I graduated. I started riding on the Greyhound bus and traveled all over the United States on the bus. Hardly ever did I ever pay the ticket because God gave favor. I, up here, I don't know if you'll call it the fog, but it's the favor of God. Hallelujah. Now, you can be ch chancy with your money if you want to. But you know, the Lord, he, he's so wonderful and he's so awesome he just let me find money and I could just be standing here by the table and I had a bad habit of standing there at the close and I felt something didn't feel like material cloth you know the difference in paper and cloth and it was a, a roll of money so I, I, I guess I I guess I hadn't learned better but I had to do the Holy Ghost dance right there in the store. And, and the manager came by and he said, we ain't going to have none of that in here. I said, it's too late. I done had it. It was, a, it was a $500. I still like 500 but it really was something back in that day. And then I, I got on the street, you know, and I'm preaching. 
Brother Allen, you know, he had a style like nobody. You know, he's standing out like this. And I thought you had to stand a certain way when you preached. And I thought you had to say, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. But I learned you don't have to do all of that. Just let the Holy Ghost by your soul. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm trying so hard to do something for Jesus. You know, Jesus likes simple, simple things. You don't have to, you don't have to climb the, uh, the Empire State Building in USA. Well, I didn't know much to, to say because I was new. But I know how to stand and to point and to say, glory to God. Oh. <laughs> and I knew how to do the dance. But I never could do it like these days I see people doing it. They, they, I guess they like to do it. But I like it better when the Holy Ghost does it on me because the, the old bones, it don't bother them. He may get them later, but it don't bother him then. You feel like you're 16. So here I am, you know, and I'm trying my best to preach, you know. About eight minutes was my limit. <laughs> and I, I noticed, uh, you know, they was putting money down here. I had a cloth, you know, and you could put your money down there. Well, I still get them kind of offerings, <laughs> Nickels and dimes, sometimes quarter. It don't bother me. Because he is my provider. So one of the department stores, they didn't like it. It wasn't the department store, it was the devil. We get mixed up on who don't like stuff. You better not travel with the COVID. You might die. I said, well, if I die, I just die. I'm going home. You know, ain't no need in getting worried about it. I've had a good life. Well, here comes two policemen. Here they come. Now, I ain't but 80 pounds. A little 16-year-old. And, and them policemen looked like they were seven feet, which they was normal size. One of them said to me, little boy, always oh, been a long time since somebody said little boy. But they said, little boy said, we don't want to bother you, but said the merchants is complaining. I didn't tell them it was the, what the, it was the devil. And I want to put my head on his, my feet on his head and let him know I'm not quitting. I'm running the race. I ain't finished. Well, then he said to me, little boy, do you see that mailbox over there? It's about this tall. If you've ever been in the United States, they blew. And they got a lever. You can let it and put your mail in. He said, next time you see us come and said, go over there and jump up on that mailbox. If we can't bother you. I said, okay. I, I didn't know it was going to be so soon. But I was up there trying to do my little sermonette, you know, for Christianette. And uh, so anyway, here they come. 
And I thought, oh, God, that, that mailbox is mighty big. You know, and I, my skinny body, I can't get up on I don't know what I'm going to do. If you ever notice, it ain't got no ladder. So what I like about the Holy Ghost, he knows how. So he just gets me like this here behind. My, I didn't have no belt, so he just picked me up by the bridges, you know. And, and he just sits me right up on that mailbox. Do you know why he couldn't bother me if I get on the mailbox? Because it's government property. And it's nothing to do with the police because that's local. You know, state or, or city. And he said, when, when you get up on that mailbox, said, we passed by, he winked, and he said, jump down and finish your, your work. Glory to God. Now, I preached on every street corner on the main street, which was the capital of the state. I lived three three blocks from my pulpit. I, I found this building. I tell people I was homeless before it was ever popular. Now you see them on every corner. But you didn't see it back then. But I was so scared because I was scared of people because all my life people had criticized and made fun of me. They laughed at me because I was a cripple. My nickname was Crip. So I found this, this building that was condemned. You know, if it's condemned, it ain't got no electricity. It ain't got no heat in the wintertime. But you know, I, I lived there a year and a half. Never got sick. I slept on the floor. And finally, somebody gave me some old drapes, and I, I slept on them. But that's where Jesus came again and said to me, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to take you to the world. Church, while I was sleeping on the floor, I went to my first country to carry the gospel. Somebody came from this direction. God told them, said, buy him a bus ticket to go to Miami. Another person came from another direction. And God, they said, God told me to buy you a plane ticket. My first country was Jamaica. And like I said, you know, people, they thought I was 12 years old instead of 16. And the whole time that I was there, Every day I would walk down to the water and I would cry because I was homesick and didn't have a home to go to. Many times I would be preaching on the street and I got a, a kind of a head. My family put me out. My mother put me in the insane asylum because Jesus was in my heart, but they couldn't keep me. Because Paul said, I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. And uh, anyway, I would see my, my family. And my mother had said to me, Ronnie, I don't know why God cursed me to have a cripple. Well, I didn't understand why either. I didn't understand that God has a plan 
that God can take the cripple and make him walk. God can take hands that was like this and straighten them out. And uh, so I would see my mother, and I wanted to run to her, and I wanted to put her in my arms and love her, which they had never told me they loved me, never. My mother said to me, I don't know why God cursed me. Why did he curse me? She even asked the priest one time, said, why do I have to go through this with a cripple? But what's so amazing about Jesus that he can take the nobody and make somebody. You know, people told me, they said, you are nothing. You are nobody. said, God never made something like you to look like you. Church, tonight, you don't even have an idea. I couldn't, I couldn't, don't have time to even tell you where I was in a storage room for four years, never took a bath, never took a bath because we was not permitted. And we suffered He's the, the owner of the orphanage that we were put in by the state. Put, put his hand in, in my hair and dragged me and me a cripple. Put his hand in my mouth and dragged me by my face. My mother was in an institution. I was there from 8 to 12. But you know what I thank God for? That was my education. I got a, about three or four degrees. My, my favorite degree is DD, Devil Disturber. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I never gave up. I'd go behind the building because I had to understand. I'd go behind the building and I'd cry. Sometimes church, you got to cry. One song writer wrote a song. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes we do. But sometimes what you go through is a purpose. I never dreamed that I would travel all over the world. I never dreamed it. Church, I was the most backward. And, and I, I just, I, I hated that uh, people, you know, laughed at me. But I learned, you know, later, I just live with you because you ain't going to bother me. I tell people, you know, God helps those that try to help themselves. I live every day without an esophagus. I don't have an esophagus. They said you'll live six months to a year. Been 20-something years, I'm still, I don't look like I'm laying down, do I? Y'all think I'm laying on silk? I'm not. I'm still here. I'm still here. And I'm walking. You fool with me, I'll run. A lot of churches won't let you run no more. I run anyway. Just tell me to go. You know, so I just ask the Lord, you know, how God can take your, your limited and make it unlimited. You know, uh, 
I, I love clothes. I love clothes. I love shoes. But God let me trade those crippled children's shoes for about 150 pair of shoes. It's very rare that I ever buy a shoe. The first time I come here, Pastor Gustav bought me a pair. I was so embarrassed. The bottom come off while I was <laughs> But oh, he made up for it many times. <laughs> That's a precious, precious soul. I de- he goes more than I even think to go. But anyway, that one old shirt I had, Brother Allen said to me one time, said, son, Say when you get big, said I won't buy you some suit like me. Now he wore wild. He wore yellow and red, and the Pentecostals they thought you was going to hell if you dressed up too much, <laughs> you know. Especially them bright colors, you know. I guess, I guess he ruined me, cause I like shoes. I like clothes. Church, and I'm not bragging. I'm just making a fact. I'm telling you a fact. I could change clothes for three months and not wear the same clothes. You know why? Because the Lord just blessed me. I ain't asked him. I ain't asked that God, I need another pair of suit. I need this. I need that. He just does it. You know, you know, people get on Facebook. I get so tired of Facebook sometimes. And, and, and you know, they, oh, I'm going to lose my car. I'm going to lose my car. Oh, oh, God. I'm going to lose my house. Oh, you probably will. Because you, you want to so bad. You want it so bad you put it on Facebook. You know why you put it on Facebook? Because people, so you can get somebody to give you a little money. <laughs> if I went to hell... I wouldn't go for, I wouldn't go for begging, cause I ain't never begged. I ain't never got up in no church and tried to get money. I preached at a church this year, this year, and paid four hundred for my ticket, and, and they gave me forty some dollars. <laughs> Just give them a good kiss and go on. <laughs> ain't no need in getting mad over it, because you know what? That's part of your race. You say, well, they don't nobody like me. I guess they don't. You act too bad. You need to straighten up. You know, I had somebody said to me, my wife told me, said, you just look out. They said, I'm going to start being a missionary if I can drive a Lincoln. I said, well, be one. Go down out to the Amazon, let the anaconda crawl on you a few times. Let them big old spiders that's this big get on your face. I want to tell you something. It's more than you think. I'm sitting, I'm sitting at this table in China. I've been to China a hundred and I think 179 or 80 times. And I have to look in my book, book to see exact. And I'm trying to win these three people. I'm trying with everything. Sometimes your little intellect ain't enough. 
Sometimes you just need that Holy Ghost stuff. Glory. Well, I looked at them four things on that plate, that platter. Now, I, I ain't blind. I can see. I can see better back then I do now because I mess with the computer so much that you, your eyes try to get changed a little bit. Well, I don't swear, but if I swear, I know that thing, but one of them moved. <laughs> and I said, God, I know. I said, God, I know I seen that thing move and breathe. And I said, now, you know what? You sent me here. I'm just trying to win these, but, but Jesus, you know, I don't want that thing. And I'll be throwing up. It's better to say vomiting with that idea. <laughs> well, I saw this man. He picked up his with three left. The other man picked up his. There's two left. Well, this other man picked up his. So there ain't but one left. It's about this long, about this big around. Had a good crust on it. Thank the Lord for the crust. It was deep fried. They call it a giant grub worm. I said, well, God, I'll just eat on the edge. <laughs> and y'all might not believe that God talks, but he does. He said, just do what you have to do. You're going to win them because you're not ashamed to be obedient. Well, I eat on the edge, and I said, please stay down. <laughs> Jesus, please. Don't let that, but it kept trying. It would get, it would get over almost the inside. I said, Jesus, please help me. Of course he helped me. Well, that's, a, anyway, I won, I won them to Jesus. They, they came a part of the underground church where I was working. And I don't go to the Amazon as much as I used to. I used to go quite regular. But it's so hard, all the walking and all you have to do when you get older, it's difficult. So if I've done told this story, don't worry about it. I, you've probably heard it if you have. I've heard yours if I've been around you. So it was four of us missionaries, four. One of them was almost a big around as he was tall. Back home, they call him a roly-poly. He started crying. We was at the river, and he started crying. And I thought, oh, God, why are you crying? He said, Brother Ron, he said, please don't leave me. Oh, don't leave me. Something will eat me. Would take him a long time, you know. So, Y'all ever seen, Tar have you ever seen Tarzan, the movie? Well, believe it or not, that's how you got to the other side, unless you had a boat, a canoe. The other two had done got on the other side. 
And he made me feel so, sorry for him because he was crying. He said, bleed, don't leave me. He said, I, I, don't, I don't want nothing to eat me. Well, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, here comes this canoe. Now, I ain't talking about from some nice marina. I'm talking about something handmade. And I thought, my God, we won't never get in that canoe. He, he'd take up half, over half of it. And I didn't even weigh, I didn't even weigh 90 pounds. But we debated and we debated. He said, I'm so scared. He said, if I get on that swing, it'll break. And out in the middle of the water and said, then he said to the, it, it, something eat me. Well, finally, we got in that boat. Honestly, I don't know. Water was trying to come in. Why is stuff happen when you get away from the shore? Why? Well, you in a race. Just face it, church, you in a race. You, you go through things you don't understand. Why? Why? He didn't have to go through it. Well, you ain't he. You somebody else. Well, I heard this noise. I didn't even have to look. I know that noise. One, two, three. One on each side. They, they, these long, I ain't got the shoes on, but they lizard. But they look like a lizard, but they crocodile. Oh, God. But notice with me, it wasn't one in front. It was one on each side and one behind. Now, I know a, a few language, a few words here and there. But I never did understand the language of the crocodile. You know, when they talk, I don't know, you know. They just doing like this here, you know. And so help me, and please listen good and understand me. One of them was saying it to the other one. Now, I'm not joking. <laughs> he said, man, oh man, don't that white meat look good? Because where we was, was everybody was, was dark meat. Thank God for your color. Cut me, cut you, we have the same color. And I thought, oh God. I didn't come here to get eat. So you're going to have to help us, Jesus. I guess y'all understand I got to the other side. But all of a sudden, church, their mouths that was like this, they couldn't move. God froze them till we got to the other side. Well, the other two missionaries was kind of waiting, but not right there at the water. We finally got to this village. And, you know, when you go three or four days, I don't know about y'all, but I love to eat. I love it. I love old time eat. Beans and cornbread. Onion. I love onions so much I brought three to Cape, Cape Town. I'm going to eat them too. They're sweet and they like an apple. Well, anyway, here we go walking and the smell is so wonderful. I mean the smell, my 
You know, here you go. Because you're hungry. Well, when we got there, there was this big old black pot, iron pot. Has anybody in here ever seen one of them that, that people wash clothes and you would, they would, old people would heat the water for the bath and all that stuff? I don't remember seeing it, but I've been at old people's, and we didn't, I don't guess we had one. We weren't blessed enough in that realm. Well, they had a big old gourd dipper about this big with a long handle, and they had gourd bowls. So what you've done is you take the gourd, uh, uh, it's like a spoon, big old dipper, and you put it on your, in your bowl. But don't get too much because you've got to eat it. You don't push that plate back and say, I don't like this. I don't like that old food. Believe me, you like it. You get this. I ain't joking with you, church. I've been robbed and robbed and robbed. I've been kidnapped one time. I didn't say last year. I said, I've been kidnapped this year. People say, well, you're stupid. You just keep going back. Well, I'm, I'm climbing I'm in the race. Well, I got this big old thing like this in my dipper. I guess y'all know it was an eyeball. I don't know whose it was. I don't know who it belonged to. But it stuck in here. I, I tried. I, I put it where my teeth was. It was, it was different. Well, uh, what happened when you, when you, uh, a missionary long enough, you learn to always have a Kleenex in your pocket so you can cough and keep that for later. Because <laughs> they watching you. Church, I'm not kidding you. They watch and they got a nice brand new machete. They just sharpened it for you. Because you make a good meal. Well, we was all eating. And these other things that was in there, they were crawling back up in mouth. Now, y'all know that they was cooked in that pot. They wasn't crawling because your mind goes crazy. It, uh, it just goes wild. Of course, that them earthworms was cooked. But I thought it was spaghetti. <laughs> the noodles. Well, you, you can learn to eat. You had to swallow sometimes three times. But anyway, you got to remember, the race ain't finished yet. Well, anyway, all of a sudden, here comes the chief. And here comes the people. Now, I ain't talking about walking like me. They were crawling. But what I'm trying to tell you is that whole big pot was full of strychnine. The worst poison that could be. They was going to kill these white missionaries. I guess y'all can see they didn't make it. Amen. You know why? Because God went through with me. Well, y'all they thought we was gods because we didn't die. So they started trying to worship us. But the whole village 
gave their heart to Jesus. The whole village. Glory to God. You see, tonight, church, there's nothing like Jesus. There's nothing like what God can do. You say, well, I don't, I don't believe that. Well, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to people that believe. People tell me, they say, you don't look like you're ever crippled. Well, I ain't supposed to. What you want me to do? You know, sometimes I go to these churches and they advertise, we have a hopeless cripple that's coming to give his testimony, you know. And, and I think that they, they want you to come in like, and I ain't making fun, I'm just telling. Here he, oh God, here he comes. I thought they said he got healed. Well, but when you come in leaping and dancing and running, glory to God. Hallelujah. You think the man that led the temple you think he messed around? No. You think he had to ask his mama or his daddy? No. The Bible says he got up and he ran to the temple, leaping and running and dancing and praising his God. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm about through. Well, anyway, people ask me, said, well, did, how'd it go? Well, it go. It's going. As it is going. You know, the devil thought he was cute when this COVID thing happened. Because everybody's getting so scared. Oh, God. Hallelujah. They let, they let the praise get down to nothing. People say, well, you don't know what I went through. Well, you don't know what I went through. But that's when you learn to trust God. Yeah. I said, that's when you learn to trust God. Church, I cried. I cried many days because I couldn't go. It wasn't because I couldn't get a ticket. It's because it was so many restrictions. And country after country was closed. One of my favorite places to, to come is to Lofdale. That's my favorite of all the whole world is my favorite. When I stood in New York in April preparing to get on the plane, I was the third one from getting on the plane. And they told me I couldn't get, I couldn't go. And, and I didn't break down like a baby, but I, tears running down my face because I worked hard to try to come. But I wasn't going to give up. I said, I don't care what, when I go, I'm going. Church, you have to make up your mind. That's what, what Paul was talking about in persuasion. He said, for I am. I ain't talking about your granny. He said, I am. I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed on this day. Church, you either, you either go with the flow. You see, you got to get in the right lane. Sometimes we get in somebody else's lane. We don't, it ain't supposed to be over there. I was telling it this morning, I have so many people, because my hair is short to what normally, I, I, I like the afro a little bit, you know, and uh, they said, 
you know, I don't attend many revivals of other people. It's not that I don't want to. It's just I don't have the time. So, so this man was up there preaching, you know. Ah, hey, 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 hey. You know. He came over there to me and said, Prophet, y'all ever had prophet liars? <laughs> he put his hand on my head and he said, God, oh God, and spoke in a few words. He said, God's going to give you some new hair. You know why he said that? Because he thought it was a wig. I said, get your hand off of my head. Somebody said, well, you shouldn't have been disrespectful. I wasn't respectful. I ain't want no mess. Don't put no mess on me. I don't like it when everybody say, come as everybody come, we're going to pray for the bishop before he leave. Don't put no hands on me. I don't care about everybody. Hands. Do you understand? I don't need no extra spirits. Church, I got enough to find. If you ain't got holy hands living for the Lord, don't be rubbing on me. So, anyway, he take his hand off and the pastor come over, over to him and he said, Leave. Go out the side door. He didn't even give it the offering. Because the whole church knew that he was lying. Church, we don't need no lying. We don't need no play. God don't need no fake. I said, God don't need no fake. Somebody said, well, we, what we could do is just, we could just pose like somebody's really sick and they get healed. Church, God ain't a million miles to that mess. I'd be scared to death to try to a trick like that. I want to tell you something tonight. God is real. I said, God is real. He's a real, wonderful Holy Ghost God. Hallelujah. But we want to play. We want to play a, we want to play a joke. But God is tired of jokes. I go to church. I go to churches, all kind of churches. I go to churches. They got to have it a certain way. It's got to be this all, all different. Church, I like the way the Holy Ghost does it. Church, in, in a second, the Holy Ghost can do what takes us a long time to try to plan. What I'm trying to tell you tonight, your race is not finished. I don't know how far you got to go. But one of my closest friends that knew me when I hitchhiked, in fact, he, he even took me to bus station after I went from the hitchhiking in Mississippi. He, he saw me on the side of the road and picked me up. He went into his church, him and his wife pastored this church in Mississippi, near Tupelo, Mississippi. He walked in with his guitar, and he walked up on the platform. He set his guitar down beside his chair. And he sat down in the chair, and less than five minutes, he was done, gone to that beautiful place that I'm running. Glory to God. I'm not quitting. I'm not stopping. I'm not going to slow down. I just ask the Lord, God, just give me strength. Give me strength. Give me fresh courage. You know, sometimes when you get a, a little age on you, it's hard to get down and get back up. You know, some people say you got to get on your knees to pray. You don't have to get on no knees to pray. God understands sometimes when you get of age, 
Sometimes you get stiff, your old bones get stiff. You just have to have a, 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 a renewing, you know. And, uh, but, you know, don't get upset. Just understand that you got to still go regardless. Regardless. I'm going to close with this. People ask me all over the world. They'll say, what happened to your, your family? My family didn't speak. I was 28 years old. But I won all my family. I won my family to Jesus. You see, sometimes we give up on people. But you got to understand, it ain't no time to run around with weights on you. He said, lay aside every weight and the sin that does beset you and run. He said, run this race with patience. You see, tonight, church, nobody can do yours. When, you, when we face God, there can't nobody get your reward. God has got it laid out for you. And you know, everybody's, everybody's say, I, I want you to understand my ministry. It's not your ministry. It's God. You know what I like about here? It's not no fancy. And I ain't talking about the looks. I'm just talking about everything's got to be, every eye's got to be dotted. Oh, God. How many degrees you got? I like it because the power is here. I like it because the anointing is here, and it don't come by accident. You see a man or woman that's anointed of God, they pay the price. I said they pay the price. You wouldn't believe what a lot of ministry people, what they go through. You would not, you would not believe sometimes, church, some of the things that we face, you know. But you know what is so wonderful? That one day he's going to say, well done. Yeah. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. I had these people, they, they told me, said, Bishop, I think uh, the Lord's been speaking to me. And, and I think he's telling me to tell you. I thought, well, why are you, what is this? I, I, I just had to think a bit. I don't need you to, I don't need you to talk for me. He talks. He know me. I know him. I'm not saying that you don't need to get instruction from, from ministries. But you be sure that it's, it's from the Lord. Because I'm going to tell you, people have you jump in the cars. Climbing the, climbing trees. They have you doing all great. And church, tonight, Jumping and jerking and running, it ain't all, of, all about that. The Holy Ghost is, he, he equips you with power to run the race. I, 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 I hear old, older preachers like 80s and they'll say, you need to get the Holy Spirit. And, and I like it when they say, you need to get the Holy Ghost. I like that. If it says Holy Ghost, why do you want to change it? Just, you know, you know what I'm saying. 
But anyway, the Lord is here tonight, and I'm, I appreciate him. I appreciate the father of the house. I appreciate him so much. I appreciate the first time that he, he said to another pastor, said, bring him on. And I ain't never, I've never been sorry. I've, I feel so humbled to be in the presence of you tonight and all the ministries here. Pastor Yaku and Pastor Walter, and I don't know all the names. I can't remember. You know, that's one of the qualifications of old age. You know, but but these people, these people ain't playing. These people is real. When you see them get up and and go, oh Lord, don't let me forget Pastor Lenzel. She's she the powerhouse now. I'm gonna tell you that. Her and her sister. I love these girls. They don't mind to pay the price. They know what it is. They know what it is. And I love them dearly. I love them dearly. I never will forget one time I, I was here and uh, Pastor Lenzel was sit over here. She encouraged me. Didn't, I'm, maybe she didn't even know she was doing it. She said, I didn't go where I was going to go. I wanted to come and hear you. Well, I couldn't help but shed a few tears because that's encouraging. Church, we're to encourage. We're to encourage each other. We, we, are, we are equipped to tell people, you can make it. I've lost 40-something people from COVID. My whole family had COVID. I didn't have it bad. I, like, I had just coughing and a weakness. And of course, had to stay shut in 14 days. But I didn't mind that because I never got to do that. I just ate good every day. My wife picked some delicious cornbread with cracklings. Big old pot of bento beans with ham. Big old ham hawk in there. Well... You say, I don't like that. Well, give it to me. I'll bring you, I'll try to bring you a dog salad later. <laughs> you think people don't eat that. You, 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 they, they eat it. Well, anyway, will you stand? Somebody said, well, Bishop, you just tell jokes. No, they ain't jokes. They real. I was telling about this morning about the lady that weighed over 500. She lost 250, uh, 250 pounds in service. They prayed for her and she instantly lost 250 pounds. She was doing like this. Oh, oh. They, brought, they brought these things they cover you up with and put, put around her for safety. You say, well, I don't believe that. Well, I ain't talking to you about it. That's why you don't never get nothing. See, to get something, you got to believe. But church, the next night, they must have had a hundred overweight people. You say, well, did they get healed? I don't know. I didn't look around that good. I, I was just captivated by this lady. They had to turn the TV, the TV cameras off. But that was a miracle. 
I just come from overseas the same week that I left to come here. And this man came and he was doing like this here. And church, right in front of the whole place, God did a miracle. God healed the man. I don't know how many they said that got healed from could not hear. Why they can't? Why, why can't they be healed when the miracle worker is in the house? You see, tonight he's got a, a name on your miracle. He's the miracle worker. And I believe that tonight the Lord has got something special for you. And we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you and we're going to believe God. I said we're going to believe God. Because God is the solution. God is the help. He's the one that comes to Makeshelamokuye. Yamaka soto rabaka yerebekishi. Shilamoku, Shilamoku, in the Makasaya. Thank you, Jesus, for this vessel, Lord. Thank you for what you've done in her life, Father, how you took care of her, Lord. Oh, God, she's a gift. God, she's a gift to the body of Christ. Oh, God, what an encourager, Lord. God, I just ask you right now, Lord, to let the power of the Holy Ghost just surround her, Lord, and saturate. Let it saturate her, Lord, right now, Father. Let her feel your touch through and through, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I believe it happened. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My Jay. My Sabakuya. Maya. Maya. Haya. Thank you, Jesus. I want to invite you if you need prayer you need a miracle there's ministries here that are going to lay hands on you and we're going to believe God I said we're going to believe God church I have seen bald bald heads get hair on it I ain't talking about that wig now I'm talking about God doing it this man was a Baptist pastor you know sometimes if you get in the spirit you do crazy things because sometimes the Lord will tell you to do this and it's totally out of ordinary and I'm going down the aisle and this man didn't have no hair up here you know so, and I, I just kept patting his head and I said you know the Lord can put hair on your head and he looked up at me and said do you know what you just said I didn't really know what I was saying I just said, said it in the, in the Holy Ghost now if you say it in the Holy Ghost something's going to happen well anyway church it didn't happen instant but in a month he had hair here where he didn't have hair and somebody said did he have hair like you listen tonight church hair is hair it don't matter if it wasn't but three hair it was hair you understand so I don't know what your need is but I know God knows everything and you know the Lord is the Lord is going to amaze you and the brother. God sees you and he sees your God sees your faithfulness and he sees your eagerness for, for him and to put him first. God says he honors that. And God's going to do great things for y'all. You know what is amazing about God is he knows what we need. He has a plan. He has a, a plan for both of you each. 
God, do it, Father. Do it, Father. In the name of Jesus. Take these hands, Lord. Take these feet. Give them strength, Lord. God, as they journey for you, Lord. God, I just thank you for what you're doing. If you ministers will come and just stand, and you that need prayer, they're going to lay hands on you. I love Pastor Walter. He sends me messages, you know, he encourages me. I appreciate him so much. He's such a blessing to the body of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God's going to give you somebody. God's going to take care of you. I said, God's going to take care of you. I don't know why I keep having this to come to me, but he knows what you need. I said, he knows what you need before you even ask. He knows what you need. The hand of the Lord is on you. The hand of the Lord is on you. God has a great work for you. Oh, saturate. Look, Ashaya. Jesus, do it, Lord. He's yours, Lord. God is yours. Hallelujah. Touch him tonight, Lord. Oh, God, make him a firebrand for you, Lord. God, take his life and use him, Father, to bring glory to your name, Lord. In Jesus' name, do it tonight, Father. Thank you. Bless these children, Lord. God, keep your hand upon them, Lord, oh God. Keep them from harm and danger, Lord, in Jesus' name. Raise them up to be a witness for you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Jesus name Lord touch now Father bless him bless him Lord give him his heart's desire Lord Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah
Shine. 
thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a great God, church. I said, what a great, great God. Do you know why God does supernatural? As a testimony. I wish that I could have really done tell you more. It's so hard sometimes to tell stuff from the past. After cancer, five times, four heart attacks, two strokes, tumor on the brain. I'm still here. I've tried to go up many times, even had clothes to be buried in when they had to give me just a matter of weeks to live. But I'm still here. But I'm not only standing, I'm trying to run. I want to run the race. I don't want my life to be in vain. You know, sometimes, like coming here, all those hours of blind, my legs, th this right leg, I had blood clots in it and almost died. I come in from another country into New York and fell in the baggage area and had to be carried out. I had a two-hour flight from New York to, to the airport in Florida. And the doctor said one of the worst things in the world after you've had a blood clot to get on an airplane. I didn't know it was a blood clot. But you know what? God protected me. I suffered about three months. Somebody said, well, I didn't think Christians was supposed to be sick we ain't home yet I said church we're not home yet my little grandbaby three years old sometimes I go to get out of the chair sometimes you know what it is to groan or moan oh she said papa you okay you need prayer papa so sweet but church if you bring your children or your family up knowing what it is to talk to Jesus. I was telling this little thing and I'm going to get the mic back. I'm sitting there watching the news in my living room. The little three-year-old. My wife, you could see her from where I was sitting in the kitchen preparing food. The baby come in there and she said, Papa said, I am disgusted. And she has the dramatics, you know. I am disgusted. I said, baby, why are you disgusted? She said, Papa, you got eyes? You see Nana in there standing at the sink, wasting water. She was just running the water to get it hot. But you see how sensitive even a child has got the mind we waste time church we do I said we waste time but the journey it may seem long but church I believe Jesus is coming and I believe he's pre 
preparing an army. I believe he's making an army that's going to march and not break the rank. But I'm going to say this and I'm going to turn it back to the pastor. What you are called for is no accident. Church, it's not no accident. We face it. We face it eternity. And what a wonderful testimony. I'm running. I'm running. It's ahead of me. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord strengthen you is my prayer. Here, there, or in the air. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that as we charge this army to keep on running, and we exit this field, God, we thank you that your anointing that destroys yokes, Father, it empowers, Father. We thank you that we have received the Holy Ghost to become witnesses, Father. Have us witness this week. Thank you that people are sent our way, Father, so that we can tell them of the goodness of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Give somebody a high five. Have an awesome, awesome week, army of God.